Section 4 of A Short Description of Tor Abbey by Hugh Robert Watkin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The South Transept The South Transept, unlike the North, was divided into two chapels. The chapels were lighted by end windows and by a large window, eight feet wide, in the west wall the beer stone sill of which is twelve and a half feet above the floor the height of this window from the ground was necessitated by the roof covering the cloister on the east side of the garth it also allowed the necessary space underneath for the staircase from the canon's dormitory which was over the sacristy and chapter house the entrance to the church from the sacristy adjoined the staircase in proving this doorway a well-made drain was uncovered leading doubtless from the piscina which will be noticed in the south wall two lines of decorative string course in beer stone are still to be seen in the wall of the south chapel the upper line chamfered in its under surface the lower line is round from many fragments found of different sizes this decoration was probably general all round the church portions of the plaster on the wall of this chapel still remain the whole church including the stonework was well whitewashed in the centre of the entrance to the south chapel lies a stone coffin unlike the purbeck marble coffin of the founder's son it is of local red sandstone formed of many segments and is shorter the length inside is only five feet eleven inches that of the chancel coffin six feet eight inches the position of this interment suggested that the adjoining north chapel perhaps contained a similar tomb on removing the gravel of the walk on the spot corresponding to the position of the other coffin only six inches under the surface lay a broken part of the skull and some of the bones of a powerfully built man a careful examination of the ground showed that the soil had only been disturbed to the depth of two feet below the pathway removing the filled-in rubble carefully the surrounding hard clay showed exactly the dimensions of a stone coffin in a disused brew-house which formerly adjoined the tower seen to the south lay a stone trough used as a mashing tub the bottom has been covered with a thin cement and the sides roughly trimmed the inside measurements are six feet one inch by nineteen inches the walls four inches thick the stone has been identified as freestone from the windspit quarry in the isle of purbeck this trough without doubt is the missing coffin and has been once again placed in the north chapel one of these stone coffins probably held the remains of william de buckland who gave the land of radcliffe in the manor of buckland to the abbot and canons of tor with his body and was one of the earliest beneficiaries to the foundation roger de buckland grandson of william also endowed the abbey with the property scobe tor but we have no evidence that he was buried in the abbey church relics in stone the mill garden in this south transept lies an inverted capital which may have surmounted the pilastered side of the arch a flat stone 
from its circular form holes on top in which handles were fitted with lead and incisions underneath was once used as the topstone of a hand mill or quern the introduction of which into private houses was so strongly opposed by the monasteries the religious houses and occasionally the lord of the manor held almost a monopoly of the grinding of corn a special grant from the crown had to be obtained for the erection of a windmill Blewitt records that contiguous to the fish pond was the mill garden an inspeximus in the record office mentions a water mill in the grounds of tor abbey in fourteen seventy three tracing the course of the conduit already mentioned the only possible water supply for a mill the foundations of the mill building were found adjoining the trees by the gate of the railing separating the field nearest to the sea formerly known as the mill garden from that nearer the abbey the east end of which was occupied by the fish pond a block of granite three feet by two feet two inches and ten inches thick with three incised circles eleven and a half ten and a quarter and nine and a half inches respectively in diameter has attracted much attention it is the only piece of granite in the church precincts but like the millstones may have been brought from elsewhere the weight of such a block suggests that it has not been moved far from the site where it was originally used granite does not appear to have been used in any part of the structure until more than a century after the foundation of the abbey the block has only been trimmed on the side of the circular incisions and therefore is not likely to have been a corner or foundation stone if an erratic block brought by ice during a glacial age and found in the neighbourhood it may have been an object of reverence the three circles are perhaps suggestive of the trinity geologists doubt whether the granite is of devonshire origin it has been suggested that the stone was the upper part of a chrismatory sacristy muniment room and chapter house the site of these buildings must be viewed with the assistance of the plan as only a small part of the south wall of the muniment room is left above ground the projecting stones commencing the arch which formed the slipe to the sacristy can be detected under the ivy of the wall separating these buildings from the south transept and just beyond are the lower steps of a newelled stairway from the position of this stairway it is thought that it led through the gabled end under the roof and over the groined ceiling of the south transept straight into the belfry of the tower where the ringing of the bell or bells would be one of the sacristan's duties this official or his assistant would be always in charge of the church night and day and slept in the sacristy a fireplace was in the wall adjoining the stairway adjoining to the east of the sacristan's small room a door led into the muniment room in which would be kept the sacramental vessels plate wax incense and vestments of gold mentioned by bishop grandison in his register one small doorway to the south communicated with outside the chapter house or capitulum has been almost entirely removed here the whole convent met every morning to hear the public confession of fault 
the infliction of penance and information from other monasteries and to transact the business of the abbey it was occasionally a burial place of honour as at dale abbey but we have no evidence of interment in the chapter house of tor in nineteen eleven a trench was taken out in the centre of the chapter house area and at four feet two inches below the surface of the present pathway two flooring tiles one black and one yellow eight inches square and about three quarters of an inch thick were found in situ showing that as at dryburg the level of the chapter house floor was considerably below that of the garth and church probably six steps descended from the entrance the soil under the floor at this spot had not been disturbed and seemed quite unsuitable for interment the entrance to the chapter house through which we now pass is perhaps the best preserved architectural feature of the abbey ruins the arched entrance with three receding orders of decorative shafts and corresponding side windows seems to have been the general design for this part of all the premonstratensian abbeys dryburg abbey in scotland is a well-known example the crumbling columns are of purbeck paludina marble and it will be noticed are weathering in longitudinal lines the natural strata of this rock is rarely more than seven inches in thickness. The unio beds are thicker. They probably came from the quarries at Afflington or Affington, a flourishing market town in the days of Henry III, now a farm. The weathering shows the mass of Paludina carinifera shells, of which this deposit is almost wholly composed. The matrix of the rock is grey-coloured by carbonate of iron, which rusts from long exposure and gives the columns a brown appearance. The stone of the arch is thought to be from Solcombe. End of section four.